0: It takes hard work and real knowledge. It takes patience and time. It takes the education this show can provide. So get it straight today. Here's Dr. Medici. Good morning. I'm Dr. Vincent Medici. And happy Saturday to you. Um, Where's the sun? That's the question on everybody's tongue today. What's happening to the sun? I want to throw something out. You might find it a little wacky, but what else is new? What about time? Has anybody noticed that things seem to be going faster? I don't mean in the hustle and bustle of the city. I mean, you look at a clock, you go back to what you're doing, and you look at the clock again, and you don't know where the time went. There's a lot of people in physics that say the Earth is spinning just a slight Percentage, and of course, it's a tiny percentage, but just a tiny percentage faster. And of course, you know, your experience of this subject, and that is light, time, motion, is all, and you don't know this, it's all subjugated or constricted to the common. Mode of health and science, and that is the biochemical perspective. Time and light and biochemistry have nothing to do with each other, unfortunately. And we understand things in a biochemical way. You have a problem, a symptom, a disease, you get a drug, you get cut, you take an herb. And the concept is it alters you biochemically in ways perhaps you don't understand, but nonetheless, it's a biochemical assay. We understand the human organism as a bunch of chemicals, water and chemicals. The truth of that is, and this of course is a place most people don't go, thus the show, into the physics of the body and of course into then the physics as it pertains to health biophysics. Now, once you start talking about the body biophysically, well, then you have to study all these chemical reactions, the ways that the herbs work, the way that science sees everything. You have to understand it in dimensions that are beyond chemistry. That's what we don't do. We're not so good at that. We don't have ways to really know what's going on beneath and underneath the chemistry. And this is where the problem begins. This is where the fun begins. Because I'll stretch you a little bit on this. Do you do Bible study? Do you pray to the Lord? That's a biophysical phenomenon biophysical because if you study scripture and over time that has a corresponding effect on levels so deep you don't even have words for it you are not in the realm of chemistry we do this all the time time speeding up now that statement doesn't even make sense time is speeding up it is light the absence of light And we're noting the absence of light. What happened to light in the Southland? We didn't see it in the winter. We didn't see it in the spring. Now we're pushing June and it's gone. That has a massive effect. Now the closest we get in science to understanding what I'm talking about in the function of it is the glandular system. The glands of your body. What do I mean? Men, the testes. Women, the ovaries. Both sexes, the adrenal glands. The thyroid. The thymus gland. And if you really want to get into the meaning of a gland, well, it's from the neck up. That is the pituitary, the hypothalamus, and then the pineal gland. Those glands are not responding to chemistry. They are responding to light. They are responding to sound, sounds, vibration. They're not even physical entities. They look physical. You can dissect them out of the brain. If they have tumors, you can go excise the tumors from your pituitary gland. So in a sense, yes, they are material. We understand the chemical dimension of the glandular system. The adrenals make adrenaline and cortisol and the testes make testosterone and the pituitary makes growth hormone or it sends out growth hormone. We understand all this stuff. So we think we got it down. The truth is we have nothing. If we don't understand it biophysically, I'll give you an example. I had a female client very recently who didn't have her period did not bleed, she's only 37 years old, she had not had a period in 20 years. I had her fix her teeth, I had her change her bite. I sent her to an orthodontist and said, listen, fix that overbite. And she responded so quickly that within four months I could see teeth that never touched begin to touch. Now who's gonna make that connection? not the orthodontist, certainly not the patient. I made it. Because I know what changing the bite will do to the cranial bones that surround the hypothalamus and pituitary. And I said, that's the problem. And I said, if you change the bite and the palate, you're going to change the vibration of that upper chakra. And of course, this had a massive beneficial effect On her glandular metabolism. There's an example. Now we can say, well, you changed the structure and that changed the function. We can say that, but in the guts of the hypothalamus and the pituitary and the output of her ovary, what we did is vibrate them differently. You see, it goes this way. When we talk about cancer and you work with people with cancer, let me tell you something. From the bottom of 30 years, we are not approaching cancer correctly in the sense. And I'm talking about these integrative alternative medical cancer clinics. Forget Kaiser Permanente. I'm not referring to them. When I say we're not approaching cancer correctly, it's because... By the time that cell morphs, it goes rogue. Its reproductive system, its replication systems run amok. and doesn't know when to shut up and stop replicating, thus a primal tumor. We're understanding that as a biochemical phenomenon. And that makes everybody happy, but it doesn't get the job done. The truth is... What happens to the neurological system is fundamental to what happens to the chemistry of the cell. And there you have it again. So, in short, an individual that doesn't understand how to relax. This is a word that everyone nods their head to understanding and that very few people demonstrate any real understanding of. You know, air, water sun, plants, the soil, relaxation of the organism, we understand these as words. We're starting to lose our understanding of them in our experience, and we're replacing them with plastic, meaning we're replacing them with concepts of it that don't really mean anything anymore. They're ineffectual. It's the same word. To relax is the same word as it was 500 or 1,000 or 2,000 years ago. But what we've done is abort in our function, in our use of the word. We have very aborted mechanisms. If your kid is 10 years old and it's going to go relax, playing ping pong on its computer, there's a classic example of how the world's gone psycho. Your child is not relaxing that way you see we've taken words essential to human health and aborted them why because we've become so tarnished that we've reconditioned ourselves into believing fundamental take as an example sleep what sleep sleep used to be you lie on the earth And the blanket of darkness descends upon you. The sky is actually a blanket. A blanket which pushes you four, six, a thousand feet into the earth. And the body goes into a state of suspended animation. This is where hormones work. This is where the body regenerates. Look at what we've done to the concept. Now, we can understand these things chemically, but we're not through our senses, understanding vibration. There's a physics to health. There's a physics to society. It's ironic to me that the closest understanding of this in our function is Scripture. Scripture asks you... to inhabit the word, to produce fundamental changes in behavior. And it attributes this to the wisdom of the Lord. That is by definition extraordinarily functional. Where I suffer with it is we don't really teach lifestyles. We don't really live lifestyles to facilitate the transfer of scripture into our organism. This is where generally we, we make deep, we make large error. But at least fundamentally, that's the concept. So if your pursuit of health revolves around light, vibration, for instance, the fast. Fasting, Sleep, breath, anything that changes the cranium of the skull all have profound effects on the flow. Now there is another concept flow of the cerebral spinal fluid, which asks us or invites us to understand that the brain is just a pump. It's a pump and a computer circuit that transmits light. And anything that affects that, sleep, breath, altering the palate or the bite, song. At one time, motion and song was all driven or measured in efficacy by the spiritual experience. You had to feel song in between your ears to know. We have practices. I actually posted a YouTube clip of me doing a certain practice where your eye will change color as you shift your cranial rhythm significantly enough. And this is the way we have to think about health. Now shifts in vibration through sound through light, through breath, are all changing the transmission of light through the extracellular matrix. There's another concept. The space between your cells, which is your area of concern if you're sick, if you want everlasting health, That space between your cells is gel. It's not water. It's gel. It's gel with a bunch of ingredients mixed into it to make it like gel. So when you make jello, you take water and you add stuff. That stuff in the human organism is the material components of the space between the cells the proteoglycans, glycosamines, chondroitin sulfates, the matrix or the chemical components of the space between the cells is mostly water and those components. The truth is optimal health implies the transmission, now here's the word, of light in those spaces. Cells communicate in response to light. Photonic phenomenon, meaning the particulate part as well as the wave part of light transferred through that gel is the intelligence of the cell. Your DNA is waiting For the transmission of light through that extracellular matrix to maintain its high intelligence. Again, we're dealing with a word and it's light. Again, this is not a concrete phenomenon. So you see the, the paradox. The world understands health through chemistry. And it has very little to do with chemistry. Now the ancients understood this. We talk about the conversion of Saul to Paul. We talk about Moses receiving the Ten Commandments. These were light-oriented phenomena. I think the tragedy of our time is we've reduced that to computer games. We even find our potential relationships on computer updates. dates. We went from feeling our significant others, our future mates, we went from feeling them before we met them, knowing them in a flash, to finding them on some sort of computer app where we just plug in our requirements and see if our requirements match her requirements, vice versa. And then we meet at a place so degraded as a Starbucks and we look at each other and then we decide whether or not we want to go have outrageous sex for the rest of the evening. This is what people are doing. Lots of people. And there's lots more to follow. What does that have to do with the light or the bomb of light that goes off when two people look at each other in the eye? Now compare that. So you see the trend. This is why artificial intelligence will succeed. We will go to a world that asks us to overlook the distinction between meeting your significant other in a light experience and just having two people plug their requirements into a computer off a software program that's going to lead two people to a wonderful union over a cup of espresso at Starbucks. This is where we're going. We are going there. You see, and unfortunately, most people are crawling under a rock. So I won't get that way. I'll spare you that. But that is what's happening. Perhaps I ask you to consider that that's why we don't see the sun anymore. Perhaps vibration itself is an intelligence that's abandoning us because our actions have been so askew. Perhaps. Perhaps. So what's your light practice then? This is what it comes down to. How do you, in the physiology of your body, so I don't want to discuss you and your bible study and how that affects you each and every day that's your practice it's not the concern of my show i want to ask you how you take that practice and in some way measure it without being able to measure it with machine how do you extend that into daily practice health practices and that really is what a health practice is. As distant, in a sense, or diffuse as many of my shows have been, they've always, if you study all 600 and, what is it, 626 over 12 years, what all those shows ask you to do is to measure the authenticity of the time, the money, and the energy you put into your health practice. To measure it by some experience within yourself that you can trust. Now you understand, these things have been figured out. And that is why, and I'm sorry, I have to go to the East. You may not like that. China, India... The ancient Middle East, in ancient times, measured their practice using words, using words like prana and chi. It pains me deeply that the Christian community is so ignorant of these experiences in their authentic form. Yes, yes, you can read a health book on yoga, or some article in Vanity Fair, and add yoga to your list of health practices, well, I'm sorry. For whatever I'll be remembered as, I hope it's that I'll tell you straight. Because this is straight talk. You don't know what you're talking about. We are using words today like prana we have no real experience of. I am starting a class, it's actually closed, of 20 people who are going to engage in a physical practice of yoga, real yoga, you could call it Christian yoga, but these are empty words. Yoga is a poor word to describe what Paul was practicing when he became, what Saul was practicing when he became Paul. Yoga is about a practice through training where the body can receive light. And why we have to reduce this to the term Hindu yoga is beyond me. Yoga is universal, just like Tai Chi and Qigong and Kung Fu. So I've put together 20 people. 20 people who had done a five-month prerequisite course with me to get enough education behind them to understand what they might begin to experience. And I'll keep you abreast over the upcoming months. We're going to run the class for three months. And I have kept it so small. It'll be two groups of nine. So I can make sure that in human terms, all nine of them, transform from Saul to Paul. And that's right. We'll pray, perhaps just like Saul prayed, or we'll live just like Saul lived. So in conclusion, biophysics supersedes in importance the biochemical understanding of health. And really, if you want to ask the Lord for His wisdom... You're being asked to learn a Saul-to-Paul practice. The question is, can Saul become Paul and in our humanness be forgiven or invoke God's grace in the absence of that perfection? But that fundamentally is what you seek. Now, if I'm talking to you and you can't touch your toes... You don't know what a 10-day fast really feels like. You need to think about this show and about what I'm saying. You need to think and consider that perhaps the next show will be selling you a supplement. God bless you, and I'll see you next week. Okay, that's a wrap. Don't forget to get to Dr. Medici's website at drmedici.com to look at the pictures and review the show as often as you wish. See you next week.